Welcome to Style by Mary Michelle, a podcast designed to empower you through personal style. I'm your host, Mary Michelle Nidefer, a master style coach, founder of Style Finder Boutique, and creator of the Style Finder ID system. I'm here to help you know what to wear, how to wear it, and how to get dressed in seven minutes or less. Let's go. You are in for such a treat today. I am bringing you the fierce, the fabulous Ms. Star Monroe. But first, I have another treat for you. StyleFinder Boutique carries the best in upscale casual and professional women's apparel to empower you through personal style. I invite you to visit our site, take our complimentary style ID quiz designed by me, and discover your personal style. Then I have a gift for you. I want to gift you with 20% off your first purchase with the code STAR20. I'll put that code in the show notes, but go grab that and take a peek at our fabulous selection that I personally curate myself. Now, in this episode, STAR talks about comfort and how important that is, and I guarantee you everything that I buy for the boutique is comfortable. So go check it out, and I'll see you soon. Hello, friends, and welcome back. I'm Mary Michelle, and I'm so excited to share my guest with you today. <laughs> I am talking to the fierce, the fabulous Miss Star Monroe. Woo! All the way from the UK. Hi. How are you? I'm good. Thank you so much for having me. Good. No, I'll give just a quick intro, and then I want to hear from you because, girl, you've got some stories to tell okay. and some tea to spill. So I'm looking forward to hearing from you, but Star Monroe has made it her mission to show women how amazing life can be in midlife and beyond. Founder of the fabulous collective, her aim is to help women fall in love with themselves and up-level their lives once and for all. Using a combination of neuroscience, deeply wise coaching skills, psychosomatic practices, from her own unique life philosophy, Star helps shatter the mind-body connection that says conform. We all need that. So that women in midlife can reclaim their sacred inner powers that lead to ultimate freedom. She's powerful, pragmatic, values queendom overall, and in my opinion, has some pretty incredible stories to tell about how she got to where she is today. She's here with me today to spill all the tea, so be sure to stick with us until the end. Welcome, beautiful star. Thank you. I like that introduction. I'm like, yes. Yay. Yay. Well, it's a, it is a pleasure, and I have to say you were my very first guest on the podcast. So. Oh, wow. I'm very honored. Thank yes. you. Yes. But I remember when I first found you, I think I discovered you during the pandemic. I listened to a lot of podcasts and heard a podcast with your, actually, I didn't even listen to it yet. I saw the blurb for it. I'm like, I have to hear that. So tell me, tell me more. Who is Star Monroe? Oh, okay. Well, you've already introduced me. So tell me, kind of direct me a little bit more. What do you want to know? Sure. Well, you're a transformation coach for women. For women. Yep. 
Yeah. Tell me, how did you get to be a transformation coach? What did, what did your journey look like? Okay. So I've been working with women since I've been 19. So I've been running businesses since then um, and working with women for all this time. So probably over about 31 years now um, in one capacity or another. I started off in the fitness industry um, and then went into personal training, went into body work, opened up a Pilates studio, then opened up a pole academy. I became a showgirl and ran huge events, then went into life coaching and mentoring and ran retreats um, and then studied to be a psychotherapist. And then as I've sort of transitioned through my 40s, I took some time away. I got remarried. Um, and what I did was kind of I, I had my own sort of dark night of the soul. I've had many of those throughout my life, um, but kind of just had to take a step back because I didn't know what I was here to do. It was really confusing. So I stopped pushing and I just kind of went back and traveled a little bit spent some time with my um, second husband um, and then sort of I took a trip to where did I go I went to Bali and I always wanted to go to Bali and, and you know it had been on one of my, my intentions for years for like 10 years I wanted to go to Bali and I in 2018 I went I'm going so I just booked a trip and I didn't at that time, I didn't know who I was. I was running a psychotherapy practice, but I wasn't happy. I knew there was more for me, uh, but I put a lid on my dreams because various things had not my confidence. And when I got to Bali, it was for yoga, but the yoga wasn't wasn't the thing that spoke to me. What it was was the people that I met out there. And it was just a really beautiful experience of being around people that liked me and I liked them and I started to laugh again have more fun and I explored various things about myself and when I came back to the UK so I was out there for about two months I just went I'm going to get out of my comfort zone every single day I'm going to do something that scares me and I went and as I sort of said that it was like this little catalyst that set in motion of everything else and I just went and anything that came up because I'm a big believer in really listening to your inner inner knowing, your deep wisdom, your intuition. I just followed it. So I said, I'm going to open a membership club. So that was when I the fabulous collective. And then I was like, oh, I'm ready to start coaching again. And I started coaching. And then I started, uh, I launched a signature program called the Queen's Path. And then it's all just kind of been building and building to where I am now. And where I am right now, everything that I've learned, all my life experience and all my academia has blended together. And so I can really offer midlife women this raw transformational space for them to find out who they are, mm -hmm. let go because of the therapy background. I can work on healing trauma, healing anything that gets in their way so they can and this is how I think about it. It's letting go of all the stuff that the world has told us that we should be and giving them the space to let that go. And then just to be in the space of the unknown, because that's always going to happen. And then really kind of hold the path very clearly for them so they can find like step into who they are. Step into onto their soul's purpose. Um, so right now, 
uh, that sort of looks like me mentoring women. I hold masterminds and then I have my membership club too. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and I'm always learning, like even me, I'm always on this forever kind of evolution. So nothing ever stays the same in my world because I'm always learning. And I'm just this real curious spirit about learning more about who I am in this world. And that comes out into my work. Absolutely. Absolutely. As we're out there helping other women, we're always on our own path. Yeah. Now you and I definitely share a lot of things in common, although, you know, I'm in the style realm and you're on the inner side. (laughs) What would you say is the most rewarding aspect of helping women transform their lives? I, I spend a lot of time walking so it's my thing I do I go for a walk around my woods every single day and like at the moment I'm just like just allow myself that space and I felt this the other I felt it yesterday I was standing in this kind of power you know there's certain places that have a lot of power so I stood there and I just felt like these women are sort of behind me and then I'm the sort of gateway that they come through I'm not going to fix them I'm not going to tell them what to do but I'll definitely guide them but as they come through me they find out who they are they can set better boundaries they can um they don't feel like they have to be out here nurturing and looking after everybody else they put their needs first and then there's a catalyst effect that happens from that that they get bolder and braver and they take more risks and they wear the clothes that they've always wanted to wear or they book the holidays that they've always wanted to book or they ditch the part of the relationships that's not working for them so what it is underneath everything is that women as they come through me they really and i do teach the nuances of it they know their worth they know their value and then that goes out into the world and then there's a ripple effect from that because of the generation we're in then you've got these women who are older knowing their worth every all the generations underneath kind of get that knock-on effect too so they see women really holding and honoring who they are absolutely absolutely i think you know my own personal journey for transformation really started just after I gave birth to my daughter 18 years ago. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it was all about being a good role model for her. But why do you think women struggle? I feel like um, hitting midlife, yeah. it's like all this stuff comes up. Why do you think it is? Well, there's, I did like, I did my own kind of uh, sort of transformational journey and I got to mid 40s and I was like I've done all this work I've even studied to be a psychotherapist and trained to be an eating psychology coach trained to be a body psychotherapist but what is it why do I still not believe I'm enough what is it why is it and so what I did was I got really curious and I spent probably the best part of I think it was 2016 or 2017 and I researched our society our patriarchal society and I researched all the big industries the fitness the diet the fashion the beauty and I realized that everything's pitched up against us Um, and we live in a very male-dominated society which is all about the go 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 the linear way of looking at life you do this you're going to get this result. Do these 12 steps and you're going to be free. And we've all been indoctrinated into that. And what starts to happen as we hit midlife, perimenopause, menopause, is the way that I look at it, it's an initiation. Mm-hmm. Everything's changing inside us. Our hormones are shifting. Who we, we are not who we are, we were anymore. We're shifting and changing. But there's a 
there's an unknown state. So we all step into this, like, who am I? What was working for me no longer works for me anymore. You've got all the hormone shifting, the, the shifting, the body shifting. You've got the inner world shifting. Um, and what life is asking all women at midlife is to step into this initiation, step into the unknown. In shamanic cultures, what they say is, um, the unknown is, has the most potency if we can just stop fighting it and fall into it. Um, and actually, there is this real shedding of the nurturer, the caregiver, the woman who's always running around after everyone else. It's now our time to put our needs first. Mm -hmm. And then what sort of happens on a real kind of body, body way is that our period stops, so we stop losing the blood, but the blood remains in our system. And then that blood is, if we can channel into it and the energy of it and the energy of our womb, we use it for creativity. And what I love to see, and I see it all the time now because I'm looking for it, is women in their 60s, 70s, 80s that are really channeling their creativity. They started painting, they started their own uh, fashion um, line they've started to sing and that's what's calling for us we have so much potent power at our fingertips but it's not going to be how we've run our lives before and it's asking us to step out of the patriarchal kind of linear driven masculine go 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 it's asking us to slow down tune in start to do the inner work, start to really take care of our bodies, whatever that looks like for the individual woman. And then start to get really curious about what is it that I have? I have all these gifts. And then, you know, it's then go, well, how can I express these gifts? How can I serve, give back to the world? Yes, yes, that's so true. I feel like I, you know, I can name quite a few women near me who were in their late 40s, 50s, 60s, who are just starting, starting something. Yes. And it's yes. like a time of rebirth almost. Yeah, so, it is. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And it is. It's, there's that whole energy around it. And the thing is, as well, as we come out of that patriarchal kind of brainwashing and indoctrination, mm -hmm. is we start to unhook ourselves from the narrative that aging is bad. Aging is inevitable. Uh, we're all getting older. We're all a day closer to dying today than we were yesterday. And it's like, it's, it's we get to redefine what aging means to us and the thing is if we're still clinging on to our value is based on our youth our looks then that's why it all gets a bit funky and mixed up so there is this kind of initiation that's calling for women to let go of that so you can really embrace who you are and if we're always focused on the external then we're going to be always disappointed because it's going anyway um so you know we're always going to be looking at what we had and not what's coming what could be coming yes so true absolutely so let's talk about style for a minute i mean you obviously have incredible personal style very edgy and but let's talk about how what is your take on style as a tool for transformation i love yeah i, I mean i'm all, all for it i love it because it, clothes have an energetic frequency to them and i truly believe that um and but also i believe that you know it's it's a journey it's another journey of exploration and so we can really express ourselves through clothes we can really express ourselves through accessories through the things that we do with our hair and our makeup so it's 
for me and when women are the happiest is when they're allowed and they have full permission to be who they want to be so for me even i've seen my transition through my style journey maybe when i was married sort of mid 40s i'd kind of lost my style i kind of gave up on life and i was just sort of you know walking around no, no offense to anyone who wears fleeces but i it's not really me but i was wearing fleeces and i wasn't really making an effort and that didn't make me feel very good and then i've watched myself over the last few years really explore with different colors and really go i'll actually I've always liked color, so I'm going to put more colors in. I've always liked kimonos, so I'm going to wear kimonos. Um, I like to wear clothes that are comfortable. I don't like to be constricted, so I hate anything that squishes my waist, that holds me. Like I used to be a burlesque superstar, so like I was always constricted, but I never liked it. I like the stripping off more than the <laughs> holding on. But it's like this, for me, style is this real kind of wonderland for women to explore um, and to have fun because when women have fun and then, and it's a way of increasing pleasure then they're going to be happier they're gonna it's the antidote to stress it's the antidote to take themselves too seriously so i'm all for style i'm all for exploring it definitely absolutely let's talk about pleasure for a second i think that's something that you talk a lot about with your clients mm -hmm. isn't it yeah now, what do you, what could women, what, why do you think women have such a hard time allowing pleasure? Yeah, it's, I have been teaching or advocating women to have more pleasure in their lives since, I think it was around 2009, I started talking about pleasure and I, I knew it was important, but I couldn't quite get a grasp on it. So, you know, you, you know, a concept, but you're like, I, I, quite haven't got the nuances it nuances of it but as i've had the um opportunity to work with so many women now what we do and this is especially poignant at midlife is that most of us are stressed out most of us are doing too much and i know for me i definitely was doing too much because i had three breakdowns i was living in a very masculine oriented kind of mindset of this go 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 work harder um, so what it ended up doing with burning me out, and that's what I see time and time with women, all my clients, they're looking after everybody else. They have this mindset of this is what they have to do. So I'm over here waving this kind of sparkly flag going, actually, there is another way. And what it means is that we just gently look at how you're showing up in the world and start to get curious about is this serving you is this making you feel really good because the two questions i ask all the clients in my world is what are you doing that drains your energy and what are you doing that amps your energy up and we want to diminish the stuff that drains and amp the stuff and do more of what amps us up because the more stressed we are especially as midlife and all the hormonal changes of perimenopause the cortisol and adrenaline they we just don't even know we're jacked up on it it becomes a natural occurrence but it leaves us edgy it leaves us full it leaves us we want to fly off of a handle at people we believe there's not enough time because cortisol skews our perception of time so what pleasure does pleasure is the antidote to uh, stress but the thing is it's changing our perception and that's the big thing it's always changing our perception of the word pleasure because it's been co-opted by the patriarchy it has a sexual kind of connotation to it mm. and that's fine because there is but pleasure is 
about how much joy you have in your world, how easeful you are within yourself, how quick you are to choose happiness over moaning or uh, criticizing. Pleasure is about just making your life as beautiful as possible, doing like putting flowers in the kitchen or going for a walk in the woods. It's, it doesn't need to be big, extravagant things. It's the little things that make all the difference. And then what happens is pleasure comes in, cortisol and adrenaline gets dropped down and our happy hormones, dopamine and oxytocin start to raise up, which make us feel good, which then gives excuse me, more space in our brain to think about things. So we're not always like, oh my God, I'm so overwhelmed. I'm second guessing myself. And then what I've seen with women, because I have the opportunity to work with women for a long period of time is the more pleasure. They're like, oh my God, I feel so much happier. And I'm wearing different clothes. And oh my God, everyone around me is so much happier because I'm happier and I'm able to put better boundaries. And I'm able to say yes to this and no to this. And I'm able to take good care of myself without thinking I'm selfish so it has this again it's this ripple effect like this it's an honoring of who we are which again I don't think we've been taught I don't think our society teaches us to honor our bodies and honor ourselves as women we're taught that we're objects to be looked at to be oogled at to be touched and actually <laughs> there's so much more available for us there's so much more for, uh, for us when we come out of that sort of perception that life has thrown at us. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I love that you said earlier on, your flag would be sparkly. Yes, I think you, you do. You definitely like a lot of sparkle. Now, how would you describe your personal style star? I, I was thinking about this today. Um, and it's, it goes even wider than and bigger than my um, style. It goes around the way that I move through life. I like to change. I don't like to be pinned down to something. And so for me, I always kind of got myself like, oh, well, I need to be like this. I need to be like this. So mm -hmm. there are certain things I like to experiment. Um, I love color. Um, I love, so my staples that I would have in my wardrobe all the time, if I had my choice, I would live in a sunny climb all the time, like all the time, about 70 degrees, that would be my ideal. And I would wear kimonos. Oh. I would probably wear bright colored leggings or jean shorts. Um, I would wear bare feet. That would be my choice for my feet. Um, I would wear kind of like tops like this, so very simple tops. Jewelry, I'd probably wear more uh, necklaces. I, I love all my rings. Um, and then also saying that when I have this completely glam side, that if I did go out, I would dress up, put the sequins on, put the real bright colors on, put something on a little bit more kind of body conscious. Um, and again, pair it with some wild shoes. So I really like to experiment, but color for me, even though I'm wearing black today, but I have red lipstick on, color for me just brightens everything up, brightens everything up. And then also with all of this, I'm always looking for clothes that are comfortable, and as I get older, it's all about the fabrics. So 
high quality fabrics, like an Italian jersey that drapes and, and just skims the skin or a silk or a cashmere. Uh, so I'm always looking for really high quality. And in fact, at the weekend, I decluttered my wardrobes. I just went, right, I'm getting rid of everything. And everything that I got rid of was the fabrics weren't that nice. It was like, I'm done. They go, they can go. Cause I would never wear them again anyway, because they get bobbly. So I like things that are, that are that are classic that actually I'm not not only classic but that last that have that kind of that beautiful fabrics so I, I buy a lot of things from a lady in Bali she uh, owns a company called Warriors of the Divine mm. she has beautiful silk kimonos silk um, kind of negligees and you can just wear them over leggings or jeans so I really like that look so for me it would be I'm a mix of boho uh and glam and then also i'm really happy walking around in sweats all the time too like i'm just super happy just being really chilled out as well yes well i think you definitely have a dramatic side as well for yes. sure <laughs> so yeah as a style coach i actually created um, a system that we use with our clients called our style finder id system and i'm dramatic romantic and sporty okay and i think I you love that. a little bit of all those too <laughs> But sporty so dramatic, is all about dramatic, dramatic romantic, romantic and, and sporty and sporty oh yeah i like that but it's yeah. all about standing out and wearing things that are unique and then the yeah. romantic that's really about expressing your feminine side yes and the sporty is about comfort and you know I always see clients walking through touching things they want them to feel good yeah and so you know as a boutique owner i'm always buying it's interesting being a style coach coming from a background I actually was a clothing designer and then I became wow. a style coach and then my husband it was my husband's idea we opened a boutique in 2015 and so one thing I've learned from my clients is they want comfort especially as we get to be our age and you know yeah. life it's like you know what you just want it to feel good yeah you definitely absolutely oh my god did you used to be a fashion designer I did I did so How amazing did you I, sell your did you sell your own clothes in your boutique I did and actually I it was kind of interesting I kind of did it a little bit backwards I started um designing wedding gowns like who starts out designing wedding wow. gowns? that's amazing so well thank wow. you I made hats for a little while I was a milliner I still yeah, love no. hats Oh my god i love a good hat i love yeah. a good hat yes now what would you say would be some of your signature items that like the piece the kimonos obviously girl we are kindred spirits when it comes to kimonos kimonos. i love a kimono <laughs> yeah so i love a kimono and i'm just trying to think so uh in the winter because england has terrible cold winters it is cashmere roll net jumper right mm -hmm. and i've i got the i got a bunch of them and i just have them in lots of different colors but a cashmere jumper in the winter cashmere um cardigans do you call them cardigans in america you do, uh -huh. you do. Uh -huh. okay so um and then um in the summer it would be 100 percent kimonos and then dresses i love a good dress but interesting enough last year was the year of the dress for me i just wore dresses after dresses after dresses this year not so much mm. um and i think it's because the weather's been slightly different in the country it's been a lot more rainy um so for me a really good pair of jean shorts in the summer like a really good pair of jean shorts um and then you rock some jean shorts by the way <laughs> thank you and then i'm not too i'm not 
fast on t-shirts like anything it, and this is unusual but i think it's because it's got this neck this the arm so i i like the balance but for me every t-shirt that i will ever get i will get the scissors and i will slash the neck out mm -hmm. so like um something that's off the shoulder so a little kind of subtly sexy and it makes me feel sexy too. And again, it's that kind of fabric kind of, so I like to pair things that are tight and then loose. So if something's tight on the top, I probably wear something loose on the bottom and then flip it round. Um, and then just like um, for this year, and I always change everything, but for this year, it's like, I always, I love collecting jewelry when I go abroad. And so this year it's all been about like wearing my rings, um and for this year as well i found like two piece like necklaces um and for that i can wear that with everything um and then it's just like whenever i feel my mood start to slip down it's always the color i'm like right how can i put some more color in so and i just bought some new leggings from alloy the other day and it was just like i bought red and pink and they just I'm like that yes i'm awake and i'm happy again so just like that i love the versatile pieces that i can just pull out put on and just get on with my day absolutely yes yeah there's so much power to color i talk a lot with my clients about like the you know the, there's psychology behind it yeah and so i i love that you said when you're having a bad day you put on color because color. i mean that is one of the fastest ways mm -hmm. for a great outfit you know the power of a great outfit is don't underestimate that that's yeah definitely I agree. Yes. Who would you say your style icons are? Do you have any? Um, I do. Diana von Furstenberg. Hmm. Yes. Love her. Love the. I love. I, I don't know whether you've read her book, but I loved reading her autobiography. It's, it's worth oh, yeah. reading. I'll put that yeah, on my list. Yeah. So Diana von Furstenberg, Vivian Westwood, because yes. she is just amazing. She is um just like so eccentric and then she's this advocate for all these causes donna karen mm. like what just amazingly um just always dressed beautifully and then because i grew up and watching dynasty in dallas mm -hmm. john collins ah john <laughs> collins like still now it. like the woman it. looks impeccable <laughs> impeccable so mm -hmm. i always think when i'm having a bad day I always channel my inner Joan Collins. I'm like, what would Joan do? And I'm like, Joan would get up, she would make herself, she would get her staff to make her breakfast, and then she would get on with her day. She would just do it. So I always channel my inner Joan. And I love that Joan, like, I just love anything from Dynasty, like that, those shoulder pads, the glitz, the glam. I grew up with that. So that for me is just normal. I love it. So I love the 80s slant and that. But just the way, um, and Elizabeth, Elizabeth Taylor as well, just like the turbans, the jewels, just oh, just the opulence of these women. I just love it. I love it. Yes, yes. I, I also grew up watching it as well. Friday nights, right after Love Boat and Fantasy Island. Yeah. <laughs> We're totally dating ourselves, but uh, now how, you know, I talk so much with my clients about, you know, their personal brand and like your style isn't just the clothes you wear, it's who you are, it's how you show up and it's everything that you do. And so how do you feel like you've taken your style to, or your style has really made a difference in getting out there with your business and, you know, sharing your message with the world? 
So I think it's, for me, it's been a path of self-expression. So last year when COVID was here, we, we couldn't do anything. Um, I really experimented with lots. Of, I mean, that's where I, I spent my money and I spent my time on dressing up. That's, that's how I got through COVID. I'm sure it is. I played dress up. And so I played with festival fashion, like a lot of sparkles and hats. I'm not a festival person. I would freak out because I'm a way, I'm a Taurian and I like to be near my home comforts. So for me, I like the idea of going to festivals, but I'm like, no, no, not, no, thank you. So for me last year, if I go, if I look back on my photos, it was a lot of sparkles, a lot of color, hats, um, sequins on everything. And for me, that was me really expressing myself and expressing that part of me. And what I see with the inner work with women is that when we don't express this part of us, it gets stuck mm -hmm. and then it collects, I know I'm using analogy, but it collects dust and then it, it clings to us. And then it's an energetic pull. It's, it's something that we're not opening up. So it's like, we want to release that. And then as I go into winter, my style kind of gets very subdued because of the weather. But then this year, as I came out, I played around with, because part of my work is sex, it's sex, love and relationship therapy and coaching. I, I really was curious about reclaiming my sexuality from the patriarchy because we only we look at women's female sexuality through a male lens. So I really explored that this year because I come from a sexy background, from pole dancing, from striptease, from burlesque. So I really kind of explore this more kind of edgy kind of look, this power sort of um, sexy, raw owning my power. And I played around with that and I found it really liberating because I wasn't doing it for anybody. I wasn't doing it for men to look at me. I was doing it actually like, this is my body and I'm gonna do what I want with my body. And then, I was like, well, I thought actually I was going to stay in that kind of, see, I move, I shift and I change all the time. And then I was like, oh, actually, I sort of came out of that. And because because what I feel is more of a, an energy, I'm like, oh, I, I don't know if I want to carry that on. So then I sort of came into July and then I'm out in the woods more and I'm kind of have this sort of softness. And then I have my, I had my hair all chopped off and I was like, well, actually, like, I'm just, kind of feel like I want to wear denim shorts and just simple tops so for me my style is this constant evolution of whatever's going on inside me gets played out in how I wear in what I wear does that does that make sense does that yeah, land absolutely absolutely I think you know for so many women it's interesting because I what I found my philosophy is that every woman has a style and so many women think, you know, they come to us and they say, oh, you know, oh, I don't have a style or uh, don't feel like they have any style at all. I'm like, mm -hmm. everybody's got a style. There's you're yeah. just not in touch with it. Yeah. You know, like other aspects, you're just, you know, <laughs> your style's gotten dust on it. I love that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, and I love it because then you get them to uh, explore and get curious and have fun with their style. And then what that tends to do, it opens the door up to like, oh, wow this is me this is really interesting and then it opens the door to something else so it's like this beautiful domino effect of women coming back to themselves and and over the over the ages like for way back right 
is women have always adorned themselves. Women have always celebrated their bodies. Women have always had rituals, beauty rituals. Um, and it's only kind of in these last five thousand years when the patriarchy has kind of really taken hold that we've been taught that that's frivolous. Mm -hmm. And it's something that we do right at the end of the day or the end of the month if we have any money or any time and actually if you look back at the matriarchal time when women were revered as goddesses and they had these extreme powers they all adorned their bodies they all celebrated their bodies whatever they looked like because i don't think they had that kind of you know a one body is the perfect body it was like all bodies are good bodies and then I, that's what I see in this work that I'm doing with all the clients. And I can see it in the work that you're doing too, is that we're giving women permission to celebrate themselves, to celebrate themselves. And that's not frivolous because when women celebrate themselves and then they are celebrated, they bloom, they flourish, they open up. It's something I noticed the other day, I was having a conversation um, with a friend and I asked him to tell me, tell me what's good tell me what's good about this mm -hmm. and I was like oh thank you I really received that like my heart was open my whole my body was relaxed and then he went on to well you could have done this better and you need to look and I was like no I said I don't thrive and I don't learn on criticism I learn on celebration and what I will do is I will keep doing the things I'm doing well better and then I will pull the other things up behind it. Mm. And, and that was a revolutional moment for me because I've all, I was brought up by criticism and I'm sure a lot of women have done too, but we don't thrive on criticism. We thrive on recognition and celebration and adoration. And we have to give that to ourselves first. Absolutely, absolutely. You know, I think so many women just, you know, they don't give themselves permission to, live their lives or be who they want to be or dress, yeah. wear the clothes they want to wear. No. And it's just, yeah. Why do you think that is? Um, because again, society has brainwashed us into thinking it's frivolous. Mm -hmm. It's something that we do at the end, whether we've got enough time as a treat to ourselves. But the more I spend time with women that are really actually going, no, it's important for me to, uh, adorn myself it's important for me to appreciate myself they're the women that thrive they're the women that come out of this kind of they can handle all the anxiety the self-doubt way better because mm -hmm. they they've put themselves on a path of thriving again we've been taught to survive we've been taught to put our needs last we've been taught to you know that this is all too it's just frivolous it's play it's for little girls but it's not, it's so important for our psyches, for our energy, for our frequency, for our happiness. And it's, it's, it is, it's, it's a real, you've got to do a 180 on what we've learned is I feel it's the, we've got to unlearn and then relearn ways to feel good about ourselves. Yes, for sure. Now, <clears throat> you mentioned something a few minutes ago about how you were playing dress up during the pandemic. Yeah. And yeah, that's something that I recommend to a lot of my clients, like if they feel like they don't have a style or maybe they're they're moving through their lives and they feel like they've something has shifted. And maybe they're not the same person or you walk in your closet and you don't want to don't see anything you want to wear. I feel like that can be such plain dress up can just, you know, open mm -hmm. a whole new world of possibilities. Yeah, definitely. And it's getting curious again. Mm -hmm. And like, I mean, <sighs> I mean, 
I'm privileged. I'm in a privileged body. Um, most, I mean, I can find sizing that fits me, but I've worked with a lot of women that don't. So I completely understand my privilege that it's easier for me to walk into shops and try things on and find sizes that fit me. And also I, with my clothing at home, that's what I tend to do. I tend to play around with the things I've got. And that's why I, I believe a stylist is essential in any woman's life because you come in and you can get them to mix and match and look at things in a different way. But what I would love to see, and it's what I talk about with my clients, is I would love to see way more diversity in clothes size for, for women so they can feel happier going into shops, happier trying things on. And so they're not relegated to the plus sizing. It's just It just becomes another size. Um, and, and again, all of this, I know I'm going slightly off topic, but it's like the sizing, we get wrapped up in the sizing. It's something that I just stop looking at. I just wear, I'll give you an example. I, I was shopping with my mum the other day um, and I pulled jean shorts out. And she was like, oh, what size are those? They're big. And I went, they're the size that fitted mum. They're the size that fitted, and I'm happy with that. And so, but my mum still is bringing, she's in her 70s, she's still bringing all this dogma, like you've got to wear a certain size or you've got to look a certain way. And I don't want that for myself and I don't want it for the women around me, but definitely playing up, dressing up. And if nothing else, playing up with accessories, scarves, headscarves, jewellery, necklaces, shoes, um, is a good place to start. And I do wish and I really hope that it's coming, that there's more and more of diversity in sizing and shapes so that women can feel really freaking comfortable Absolutely. when they go shopping. Absolutely. You know, it's it's such a challenge for so many women. And But I, I think you're right. So many, it used to be, I think so many younger women, maybe not so much, but a lot of women our age, maybe older, get so hung up on the sizes. And I tell people, just cut the tag out. Nobody, yes. nobody sees the size that you wear, but they see how something fits you. And they see how you show up in it. I love that. Yeah. So I love that. If you're trying to squeeze yourself in a pair of shorts that's a size too small, that's not going to work for you. No. No. You're no. going to around, get, you know, not count down the minutes like how soon before I can get home and take these exactly out. and then even like when I did the, the clutter this weekend I there was a couple of pair of shorts in there and I was like oh, I, and I was like no just say goodbye to them goodbye because you're yeah. not that size anymore I don't know what size I'm going to be next year I don't know what size I'm going to be in five years time but right now I'm not that size mm-hmm. and this is how I look at it I always look at everything as energy and frequency if I'm clinging on to that and I'm clinging on to something that I'm not, and it, and it holds back my energy. So it, I've got less energy to live right now, to be in my radiance right now. And that's what I've got. I've got this life as I'm living now. I haven't got what I had, and I haven't got what could be coming. I've got now. Absolutely. Um, and it's just and a just yeah, it is. It is just a number. And again, we've been indoctrinated to believe that numbers are so important. The numbers on the scales, the numbers on the tape measure, the numbers, even doctors, you know, I went to the doctors and they said, oh, what's this and that? And it's just it's such an old antiquated system. Mm-hmm. Um, and it is really hard to get yourself out of that. Um, but definitely with I always said, and I love that you you had a boutique and you're you're a designer as well. I always said that if I ever did have a range of clothes, it would never have sizing in it, but it would have 
uh, stupendous, beautiful, gorgeous. That would yes. be the, the that would be the level of the sizing. That you know, there would be no numbers on it, but just the name. So I just think it's we just need to kind of look at it slightly differently. I love that. I love that. <laughs> that is so awesome. Oh, Star, tell me about your dream dinner party. We're gonna switch it up a little bit. <laughs> I love dinner parties and I thought what a fun question because this is, you know, how you do anything is how you do everything, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um dream dinner party as long as I'm not cooking, I'm good. So uh, <laughs> I'm not I'm not cooking at all. I'm really good cook, but I don't want to cook. Um and who would I have there? Um I think I would have Joan Collins most definitely there she you go. There. Yes. um and then these going to be like and then it would be a real eclectic crowd i probably would have uh, an english comedian called michael mcintyre no not michael mcintyre oh my god i can't even remember his name um mickey flanagan he's hilarious and he's like very rude very to the wire but i would definitely have him there um i've got a feeling i would really like to speak more with Erica from Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. I really like Erica. Um, and then maybe Sophia Loren. Mm -hmm. Sophia Loren as well. Absolutely. And what would you be wearing? What would I be wearing? Something sparkly. Something white. I was watching a program last night and this woman had this suit. It was stunning, this dress. So it was this neckline, right? Mm -hmm. And it was white. It was tight all the way down to the floor. Beautiful kind of, it opened out of the bottom. But mm -hmm. then the sleeves were all kind of diamante. So it was like this, the whole, I've never seen anything like it. So something like that, something couture, something very, very sort of, very different, very elegant, very um, sort of, very elegant very glamorous yes very dynasty glam yes <laughs> yes i would be i would be channeling my inner john collins definitely. there you go that is awesome <laughs> well how can everybody find out more about you okay um the best place to come and find me is instagram and it's ms ms star monroe and monroe is m-o-n-r-o-e like marilyn um, so find me there, come and follow me. Um, I'm, I share every single day. I'm always sharing tidbits and expert advice and wisdom to help you navigate midlife with more confidence and baba boom. Um, and then my website is the same. It's MsStarMonroe.com and you can get onto my VIP email list. Um, I've got a lot of things coming up soon. August is my event called Reclaim Your Midlife Power, which is a big event where I'll be sharing more about how what it looks like um, to be in my world and my philosophy. And then doors reopen to the fabulous collective as well. So lots is coming up. Um, and yeah, I would love to keep in touch with everybody. That would be amazing. Absolutely. We'll be sure to drop all the links in the show notes. And I have to say, I follow you on Instagram. Your Instagram is fabulous. It's Thank you're you. very entertaining and but educational, inspirational too. Thank you so Great much. Time. So yes, yeah, so good to talk to you today, Star. Thank you so much. It has been my pleasure. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Thanks for tuning in to Style by Mary Michelle, where women come to get dressed in seven minutes or less. 
If you enjoyed this podcast, I invite you to leave me a five-star review on iTunes or wherever you're listening. Be sure to follow me on Instagram at Style by Mary Michelle and shop our boutique at shopstylefinder.com for the best in upscale casual apparel. Better yet, if you're in the Raleigh area, come see us. We're located in the North Hills Shopping Center, the premier shopping district in Midtown Raleigh. For details and links mentioned in this episode, be sure to see the show notes. Have a beautiful week.